0: If you're a conservative who has ever debated somebody on the left you're probably very familiar with their strategy of calling you names like racist homophobe bigot they love to sling insults at their opponent on the right when they don't have a legitimate debate to fall back on and one of the things i'm noticing currently is that they are really attacking christians who do not agree with them and i have to wonder how many Christians are ready to stand strong in these debates and on the facts and on the truth and more importantly, most importantly, on the word of God. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Woman's Blaining podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement by electing conservative candidates, educating and empowering the citizens of Washington state to stand up and make positive changes here in our very deep blue, very left state of Washington If you are not in Washington state, I have great news. We will be expanding to a national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, in the very near future. So stay tuned for more information on that. Well, if you are someone who uses social media quite a bit, you may get involved in debates with people on the left from time to time. I used to get involved in these time suck, energy suck debates with strangers on the internet far more than I do today. I've definitely learned my lesson and I've learned that it is not a good use of time or energy to debate with people who are not going to see things my way, who don't even want to have a debate based on facts. Well, one of the things that I have noticed becoming increasingly more common is that people on the left, if they know that you're a Christian, They will take the facts that you present. If you do not agree with them, they will take your facts that you present and they will use that against you and use that against your Christianity. They will attack your Christianity. They'll basically tell you that you're a miserable Christian and that that's not what Jesus would do. And Jesus loves everybody and you're not being very loving. Well, this concerns me because a lot of people I know, a lot of Christians that I know and that I'm friends with They don't want these kind of attacks. And I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I want to take these kind of attacks. But my concern is that we have good Christian people who will step away from these kinds of discussions with people on the other side because they don't want to have the name calling. They don't want their Christianity attacked And I think this is a really important thing for us as Christians to be involved in. It is very possible to have loving debates, respectful debates with people that we don't agree with. We do not have to attack people. We don't have to stoop to their level. We don't have to call names. We don't have to throw insults. I personally, when I see people on the right calling people, people on the other side like joe biden is an idiot i don't think that that is a good look for people who call themselves christians to be calling names of people that we don't agree with even if they are evil people like joe biden i don't think it is a good look for us as christians to stoop to name calling but i do believe that we need to be having these debates based on facts based on truth and we do need to speak up. We need to be willing to get involved in these difficult conversations. And most importantly, we need to be able to defend our faith. So, for example, I am very active on Twitter. I tweet a lot and I get involved in some of these debates. And I feel that it's very important for us. If you look at something like Twitter or Facebook or or Instagram as kind of the town square. These are where the discussions are happening with people. And I think it's important. I know there's like Truth Social, and there was Parlor for a while, and there's Getter and Gab and some of these places that are more conservative leaning that a lot of people have gone to. But I personally think that it's important for us not to isolate ourselves to an echo chamber where everybody agrees with us. I think it's important to remain in these spaces where you have people of all different political affiliations, all different walks of life, all different faiths, where we can have these conversations because this is where we learn from each other. And for me personally, I like to be there because I like to know what's going on. I like to know what the other side is doing. And in this space, we have an opportunity to engage in discussions and debates about the things that are going on in our day. And as you and I both know, there's a lot of evil stuff going on right now. I mean, let's just look at what the children's hospitals around our country are doing to these children. Every single day, I see more information about more facilities and more medical providers who are doing gender changing surgeries on minor children. In fact, I was watching one doctor today talk about doing gender reassignment surgeries on children as young as 10 years old. He had no problem doing it as long as there was parental consent. I mean, this is just disgusting and we need to be out there speaking up. If we don't speak up about this, if we don't speak out and say, this is not okay, this is unacceptable, this is not right, you cannot do this to these children. That is child abuse. You take a 10-year-old child who is not mature enough to make the decision for themselves, but the parent says it's okay, go ahead and cut off my son's penis. That child has to live with that for the rest of their lives. And if we are not willing to engage in discussions with people who very strongly disagree with us. They think this is perfectly okay. They call this health care. I got into a debate on Twitter yesterday with someone who was saying that these transgender surgeries are health care for children. Giving a child, a young girl, who's 10 years old, an abortion is health care. I do not agree with that. I vehemently disagree with that. And I will speak up about that. And I believe very firmly that the Bible goes against this kind of thing. Very much so. And when I was engaging in this debate with this person on this particular topic of these transgender surgeries and the abortions for young girls, this person attacked me saying, you know, how unchristian of me it was to deny healthcare to these children. Well, if we're going to hear something like that where we get called a lousy Christian, if we're going to shrink back, we are not going to be able to accomplish anything for our kids. And that is not what the Bible wants us to do. The Bible very clearly tells us That we will come up against time like this. We will come up against people calling good evil and evil good. And that is where we are today in our world, my friends. We are in a time when people are calling evil good. Look at what they're doing to our kids in our schools. We have kids going to school where it is perfectly acceptable. It is in fact legal and it is policy, at least here in Washington. And I know many other states are the same. They call it gender inclusive schools and among their guidelines are to ask students what their preferred pronouns are, what gender they identify as, what name they would like to be called, and then they keep that information secret from the parents. It is all confidential. And so the student is at school, living their life as one thing, and then they go home and they're living their life as a completely different identity. This is evil to, it's hard enough being a kid. And to encourage these kids to have multiple identities, this, if they're not already struggling with mental issues, these kinds of things will create mental issues. It creates chaos and confusion in their young minds that already have enough to deal with. And if we as Christians can't stand up and speak out against this and be prepared for the attacks that will surely come our way when we do speak out, We are not doing our job as Christians. If we're not willing to do that, then we are not doing our jobs as Christians because I do believe that God is calling on us to be speakers of truth, to be salt and light. We know the truth. We need to protect these children. If we aren't willing to stand up and speak up, if we, the people of God are not willing to stand up and stand in the gap for these kids, who else is going to do it? And I feel that we are in a point in this time in our country, in our world, that we are, you know, I I believe that, you know, we are going to have to answer for the way that we responded to this when the you know, when the end comes and we stand before Jesus. I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did what I called you to do. If you are seeing something, you must say something. If you see the evil going on, you cannot turn a blind eye to it. As I was thinking about... These attacks that and I see, you know, people that I follow on Twitter are also Christians typically that are also speaking truth and they're coming under the same sorts of attacks. And so I kind of witness this and, and see these tweets go back and forth among other people that I know. And it's a common tactic. It used to be, you know, racist. You're a racist. You're a homophobe. And and now it's it's still those. But now it's also you're a bad Christian. And I was reading in Second uh, Timothy four, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And this passage really spoke to me because it's always comforting to me to look at the Bible and see that what we're experiencing right now is not unexpected. It is no surprise to God. He knows the end from the beginning. And he knew that we were going to walk through these days. And that gives me a lot of comfort. And when I can refer back to scripture, it really gives me encouragement. And it really gives me the inspiration that I need to stand strong and to keep speaking truth and also to encourage you to speak truth. I believe that we are living in this time and we're seeing it every day. We're seeing so many different churches. I think I know the Lutheran Church and uh, I forget if it's the Baptist Church or the Presbyterian Church, but we're seeing a lot of denominations who have adopted the LGBTQ inclusion stuff. They're also adopting the Black Lives Matter and a lot of the critical race theory ideologies into their church. And these, as you know, if you're a Christian, you know that these are not biblical. It is very disturbing to see so many of these churches fall away. There are several churches in my area that that fly the pride flag Outside of their buildings. And, you know, it's again, it brings comfort to me that we know scripture tells us that this is going to happen and there's going to be false teaching and false teachers and false doctrine. And the people with their itching ears, they're going to want that. And we see that all over in our society today. And so it's no surprise, but the word of God is clear on what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to speak truth regardless of what kind of afflictions come our way so i would encourage you when you have opportunities to have these kinds of conversations and debates whether they're in person or on social media i would encourage you in love and with truth Involve yourself in these discussions and stand strong in your faith and don't stoop to the levels of name calling and getting emotional with these people. They want to elicit an emotional response where you respond in in anger, where you return their insults with insults. Don't stoop to that level. Stand on truth, stand on facts, speak in love. A lot of people right now, they don't want to hear the truth and we need to As much as possible, speak truth in love, just like it tells us in the Bible. And I would encourage you to not back down from speaking out and speaking the truth just because someone wants to put you in the corner and make you shut up and call you a bad, naughty Christian. So stand strong and continue to speak truth. These are really important conversations that we need to be having. Well, I want to shift gears just a little bit. Uh, Another thing that I have been thinking about lately is the the GOP and the lack of messaging. As we come up on this midterm election, I feel more and more like there's not going to be a red wave. And I get really discouraged about the GOP and their lack of messaging. I was talking with my friend Tyler on an episode we did together last week. And he said something that really resonated with me and has really been sticking with me. You know, with President Trump, he gave us something to vote for. He told us exactly what he was going to do. And that got people excited. People wanted to get on board with his mission. And we did. You saw people turn out in droves, landslide. We don't have anybody on our side right now that's really coming out clearly with a message to give citizens something to vote for. The Democrats are very good at making campaign promises, and they have been very good at delivering on those campaign promises. They have given their side something to vote for. They have very clearly delivered And whether or not we agree with what they've delivered, and honestly, I'll say I think that what they've delivered has really been so detrimental to our country. And now we're in this place of, I don't know how we come back from this because they've delivered so much garbage and hurt our country and our citizens so much. But they spin it in a way that the people on their side really appreciate. That you made this promise to forgive my loan debt and you did it, so I'm going to keep voting for you. And with Roe v. Wade being overturned and the abortion issue, they're using that to their advantage. People on our side are so afraid to take a clear stand on one side or another. They want to walk in the middle. They want to be that squishy person. You know, Tiffany Smiley is running for Senate here against Patty Murray, and she put out an ad last week, and in that ad, she said, I'm pro-life, but I wouldn't support a federal ban on abortion. Well, that's very squishy. That's not a clear stance. It's very contradictory, And, of course, the Democrats are using that squishiness to their advantage because nobody wants to have a politician who can't clearly say what they are for or what they are against. And so in our attempt to walk this middle line we actually lose points. We lose favor with people because they don't know what they're getting. So the other side uses that to their advantage by saying, at least with me, you know what you're going to get. I'm going to do this for you. And this person over here is you, she's being so squishy. You don't know what you're going to get. And I think we're seeing that with a lot of people in the GOP. There are a lot of talk, you know, they're going to have conversation, you know, they talk about what they're going to do we're going to have a hearing about this or we're going to have a hearing about that but they don't have any concrete plans they don't have leadership the GOP is very weak and the left knows it and they are exploiting that weakness big time and it's like I've said before I always say that it is better To take a strong stand on one side or another because people may not agree with you on, let's say, something like abortion. People may not agree with you that you're pro life, but maybe they agree with you on 90% of the other stuff. And so you're going to get their vote. I don't agree with most politicians on everything. But I agree with them on most things that are important to me. And so that's how they end up getting my vote. But we have so many people in the GOP that we don't even know what they're going to do. We don't even know what they stand for. And it's very discouraging to me because it's so much weakness, a huge lack of leadership. And I don't know what that's going to look like in November, but I don't see that we have the strength on the Republican side to have that red wave. I think we're going to turn some seats. I hope so. I mean, I hope we have a red wave. That would be amazing. And that would be a miracle. I mean, that would truly be a miracle of God. But we really need to have some kind of leadership and strength in the GOP in more than just a few people. I mean, we've got a few people, but there's not very many, not enough that can make the change that we need. We have gotten so far into the ditch with this country that it's going to take a massive effort to get us out and it's going to take a long time we didn't get here overnight we got here inch by inch and now we're 10 miles into the ditch and it's going to take a huge concerted effort to get us out and as of right now i don't see that kind of strength and leadership on the republican side where we are going to start digging ourselves out of this hole but i am encouraged there are some really good candidates joe kent um, as i mentioned frequently is a great candidate here in Washington you've got some other great candidates around the country so I think that we will see some positive changes I just don't think we're going to see that big red wave but we'll see anything can happen so I'm hopeful I'm prayerful and I hope that you are too well I'm going to leave it there for today As per usual, if you've got a topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming episode, I'd love to hear about it. Please send me a message. All my contact info is listed in the show notes. And I would love it if you would rate and share the podcast. And I can't wait to chat with you again next time.